Take your seats if you can. That's how you prepare yourself for the word. Be seated if you can. Luke chapter 6. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. Get your Bible. Turn there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Luke chapter 6, verse number 27. I'm not supposed to look like this at the beginning of my message. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse number 27. Father, we thank you for your presence here. So come on, just slip your hands to heaven real quick. We thank you for your presence. Hmm. Thank you that in this kind of atmosphere, anything could happen. You could deliver us, you could heal us, you could set us free. And we welcome everything that you have available in this room. Thank you for the everlasting power of Jesus Christ being displayed and released among your people today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, praise the Lord. Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. The Bible says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you you. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled Reverse It. Reverse It. Thank you gentlemen so much. We have been in an amazing series all month long entitled The Honor Code. We've been taking a journey on understanding and finding out what honor is all about. Um, one of the clear things about honor that we've captured during this series we find in Romans 10 and 12 and 10, and you don't have to turn there, you can just take notes if you haven't already written this down throughout the series. Um, but it says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and in honor giving preference, preference to one another. God wants us to honor all men. Here's the thing about honor. Honor can only be established where there is value. That's what we've been teaching you. That if you don't value someone, a place, or a thing, you cannot properly honor it. You will not display honor. And here's the thing about honor. Honor is an access code. It's a code that gives you access to whatever you're honoring. If you properly honor it, you can get access to the best of it. When you do not establish honor, then it is not a place where you'll be able to receive. I'll give you another thing that we gave out. Honor is done through the heart. 
Yes, it will show things. Yes, there will be actions. But honor begins in the heart. The road to honor is your heart. So we talked about how important it is for you to guard your heart. To make sure that the right things are going in it because out of it flows the issues of life. Today I want to go a little bit further because what I realize is that it is easy. Somebody say easy. It is easy to honor people whom we value. People that we view as honorable, it is easy. It's so easy for me to honor my wife. My, my wife is, is, is one of the most valuable things to me on the planet. My wife is Holy Spirit number two, if there's such a thing. So she can help guide me in places where I am blind, where I am not seeing clearly. She's of great value to me. My wife and I have been together for 20 plus years. We haven't been married that long, but we've been together 20 plus years. We've been together because if we had, you know, if we had started marrying 20 years ago, anyway, that was a, we'd be really kids, so that wouldn't have worked. But, 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 uh, but we, I, I value her. We got history together. I, I value her, and not just because we have history together. We got good history together. You know what I mean? She's a kind of individual, and I'm just laying a basis. She's a kind of individual that she is 95 percent always right and the other five is probably just my pride to be honest <laughs> it's probably a hundred <laughs> but, but but I gotta hold on to five percent so it's easy for me to honor her not a problem she's valuable to me it's easy for me to honor my pastor we've been rocking together for almost 10 years uh, 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 we've been rocking together and we saw stuff in each other when nobody else saw the stuff we saw in each other. We, he's, he's been able to love me and love me the right way, meaning that he's been willing to rebuke me. Y'all don't like that kind of talk. He was the first man to ever teach me that my gifts were not as important as my character. Everybody else before him honored my gifts alone. Told me how wonderful I was. Let me display everything I display and ignored my character. And it wasn't until I met him that God began to put someone in my life that did not care about my gifts as much as he did my character. Value him. I value him. He stood with me when, when, when others were telling me that we should not come and plant this church. He stood with us. He spoke into our lives and told us it was the will of God. When at that time, current people that were around us and that were mentoring us that told us we had lost our minds, that we were missing God, I value him. It's easy for me to honor Matthew Stevenson III. Easy. Now, let's talk about the hard part. It's difficult to honor people who clearly hate me. Y'all don't want to rock with me today. Y'all want to fake. And it's a bit much for y'all to hear me say I got a problem. But listen to me. When the Holy Ghost told me through my wife what to preach today. I said, I don't know what direction. I'm a, I told her, I'm going to preach such and such. And she was like, uh-uh. I was like, yeah, that's what I feel. I feel like we need to talk about X, Y, and Z. She said, uh-uh. I said, what are we supposed to talk about? She said, you're supposed to preach on how to honor this honorable. So at first I was like, okay, yeah, that's real good, apostle. Until I started studying. And when I started studying to prepare 
I was like, because some of these messages are things that most of them are stuff that I just came out of or God just dealt with me of. I never, ever preach anything that God is never going to deal with me about. I don't preach it from a place of y'all and me. This is a message I am right in the middle of. Do you understand me? Uh, this, this message right here that I'm about to preach to you today is God is dealing with me right now as I speak to you <laughs> about this very, we are on the same plane with this one. Trying to figure out how do you honor people who obviously cannot stand your guts. So I'm going to talk to you about what the Lord talked to me about. To help you and we're going to grow together, okay? So if I break down in the middle of this or something, it's just because he's dealing with me at the same time. I mean, you know. I might fall out. And PJ was like, what is wrong with you this morning? <laughs> she was like, what is wrong? I said, girl, I think it's deliverance. I think I'm just come out of me. I mean, I, just, I was going through all kinds of issues. Praise the Lord. I think part of our problem is we honor people. We have a problem honoring people who, who, who hate us, despitefully use us. It's because we, we are paying more attention to the personality than the position. And I want to deal with that for a minute, and I, you'll get what I'm saying in a second. We're paying more attention to the personality quirks, the things that the personality did to us, the things that they said to us that were genuinely hurtful. And that they didn't, some of them did not do a mistake, did on purpose. And that's what I want to deal with today because, you know, some of you are so optimistic where you're just like, they couldn't have meant that. You're, you're so special. No, no, there are people that actually plan attacks. People kill me with that, especially if they know somebody for the life. I just could never imagine that that person would ever do that. It was planned. So I want to talk about it today. What do I mean by position? I'm not talking about a church position. I'm talking about their position as God's creation. Take notes. Write that down, doggone it. You must honor people according to their position as his creation. So, so when the personality is giving you all kinds of crap, when that personality is doing all kinds of stupidity, you got to look beyond the personality and see the position. Now, I'm talking supernatural stuff today. Because in and of our flesh, you can't accomplish this. That's why we needed that message last week from Apostle Jaquette about Holy Spirit being a helper. Because Holy Spirit helps you to honor. If you position yourself to honor, Holy Spirit will back you. He's not going to leave you to having to figure out how to do this alone. But you have to realize that you can put a demand on him in that way. Because if you don't have the revelation that you can put a demand on him that way, you will not call on him to help you honor. Because you think because they did wrong to you, you should do wrong to them. You, you feel like, you feel like, and, and, I, and I, can I tell you, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to do quite a bit of manifesting in this message, so just get ready. Can I tell you, I get it? You know what I mean? So, so I don't have, I can't watch people's timelines and stuff like that because, you know, I'm, I'm a public figure. <laughs> it's the kind of Facebook page I have is what I'm saying. So anyway, so people, because petty people are around me. Y'all know y'all petty? 
I mean, y'all, that's what I'm talking about. My church is petty. So, so people will inbox me images of stuff, screenshot me what people are doing. You following me? There has been, because they know I can't see it, so they're like, just so you can know, this is what so-and-so was saying about you, on the, and they didn't use your name, but it was clear it was you. You following me? So I've read stuff before, and I've wanted to go online. I was ready. I was ready. I didn't move my notes out the way, playing around. I, I, I was ready. Because what I don't understand is how you could come for people that know your mess. I'm going to be real vulnerable today. I'm like, I know all your dirt, and you really want to talk about me online? Y'all don't want to hear this. So I had to let the Lord, the Lord has to process me too, because I'm like, <laughs> there was a hole in the car sleeping with Johnny, and you want to talk to me about how to run my church? Shut up. But thank God for the constraint of the Holy Ghost. I'm saved for real. Some of y'all don't even like the idea that I'm admitting that it comes through my head. It has. But it's called the constraint of the Lord. You posted it. I didn't post. At least I held back. So, so it's like, how do you process this? I've got to look at their position. Who they are to him. Right? I've taught you this before. It's worth repeating to you. People ask me all the time, how can you deal with hundreds and hundreds of personalities? How can you deal with all these different kinds of people? I mean, y'all, it's different. How, how can you deal with these folks? And I tell them because my favorite prayer, and I'm going to teach, you to teach it to you again, help me to love them the way you love them, God, and help me to see them the way you see them. It keeps me out of a white padded room banging my head against the wall because God will give you the revelation of their positioning in him are you getting this today let me move forward and so it is important that we look at the words of Jesus by the way as he speaks to us speaks to us in Luke chapter 6 he starts to give us an honor conversation he said I'm going to teach you are y'all ready for this I mean, because some of y'all are looking like I came on the wrong Sunday. Shut up, apostle. But I'm going to help you today. Jesus said, let's have an honor conversation. Put up Luke 6 and 27. He says, but I love this. He said, but I say to you who hear. Let's just start there. In order for you to be able to receive this kind of message today, you have to open your hearing up. That means you got to be open to receive. Open to the fact that maybe you have been doing some things in the wrong fashion. Hello? This is not a message for those that want to be unteachable, who want to remain bitter, who want to defend their right to stay angry. So, but I say to those who hear, look at this first part love your enemies. Ooh, Father, help me, Lord. All right. 
That word for love is the word agape. This is what it, it God messes with, messed with. What this means is that you're committed to the highest good in an individual. So to love an individual, I'm not doing it based upon actions. I need you to really get this. I'm not doing it based upon their activity. I'm not doing it based upon anything they did to me, but that agape love, that God kind of love looks for the highest good in you. So when you are going through what you're going through with the individuals that you're going through it with, you have to look beyond the current circumstance. Now, what is this going to do? It's going to make you be humble. Because when somebody's hurting you, I can't wear an amen locked in. When, 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 you, when, you, when somebody's hurting you, pride immediately peaks up. They did this to me. They did this to me. It hurt deep. So immediately pride. So then you don't humble yourself enough to say, you know what? I'm going to lose in bitterness. How about this? I'm going to lose in revenge. Ooh, them demons is just blaring loud. Y'all ain't saying nothing, but I can hear your devils real clearly. Revenge. So there's a strong spirit of it in this room. Where, where there are individuals that you're just, you're working to get back at. A matter of fact, some of you are not even going to school for your own success. The only reason why you're going to school is to try to prove somebody wrong who told you you wouldn't be nothing. Y'all don't want this word today. You didn't get married for love. You got married because somebody told you you would never have nobody. So you went and found you some man with kickabugs all in the back of his head that don't, I mean, my God, stink breath. You just happen to have somebody. Lost in revenge. You lose in revenge. You lose in revenge. You always win in love. Even when it doesn't seem like the people are affected by your love, you still have to express love. Man. Can I tell you what he told me? He said, Sherman, you got to love them even if you make the phone call and they treat you like crap on the call. I'm going to lead you into the inner chambers of my time with the Lord. He said, he said, even if you get on the phone and you repent for your wrong and then they don't repent for their wrong. <laughs> he said, you still got to walk out love. Huh? Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. The Lord began to deal with me. And he said, Sherman, there have been times in your life where you, you know what? You are actually in the right and they were in the wrong. But that is not the fight we are fighting. It is the fight over souls and the health of our own soul. I'm not going to let you pain me to the point that I can even fulfill destiny because I am so burdened down with bitterness. So you letting them win even after the thing is over. 
It was a one-minute occurrence. It was a five-minute occurrence that's affecting your entire life. Our life is getting so fixed today. I mean, I hope y'all are just receiving this. Love your enemies. Find the good in them. The highest good. The highest level of good. Love them. Love them. Love them. I'm going to keep right there. Love them. Now, this is where some of you get lost. You think... You think that walking in honor equals relationship. And that's why some of you are not getting it, because you feel like me saying love them means you have to spend time with them. I just want to get rid of all of the inhibitors. Because some of you, the reason why you're fighting honor, honoring people, and you're this, this honoring this love conversation, is because you're like, I don't want to go to Starbucks with them, and I'm not saying you have to. What I'm saying is that if you got into the grocery store and saw them, and as soon as you saw them, you feel like you got to walk down the other aisle, you ain't free. <laughs> Can I tell y'all? Ask my wife. I have been in the grocery store, and I told her, there goes so-and-so. I said, she's like, so what? I was like, let's go down the other aisle. Is this the truth? And she, she was like, I'm just being, I'm going to show y'all all my business today. My drawers is just out here today. So, uh, you know, I got the mic. I might as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, let's go down the other aisle. She's like, Sherman, for real? Is it really that? It is that. And I ain't talking about five years ago. I'm talking about last year. And I, and, and, uh, and I was like, she's like, is it that serious? I'm like, it is that serious. I don't want to go. And you know what happens? They end up coming down the aisle that I'm running from them down. So then I'm like looking at the cereal like, Don't see me. My hair is longer now. Maybe they won't recognize me. And I, Apostle Sherman, hey, funny seeing you here. <laughs> I wasn't free. Because the whole time they were having a conversation with me, I was having visions of stabbing them in their ear. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I, I, I just... Y'all think I'm playing too. This ain't for theatrics. I'm serious. I was like, bleed all over the ground. But what do you got to do? You got to look beyond the circumstance that the enemy's trying to keep you on pause in. Some of you have been on pause because of hurt and pain. But I came as a prophet to bring you into deliverance. And saying that God wants to press the play button. And the way that you're going to press the play button in your life is to walk out honor. As long as you remain dishonorable, you will stay on pause. But if you want to get free and you want to start moving, you better be able to find the highest good in those that hate you. All right, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. <laughs> it says, do good. Next part of the verse says, do good to those who hate you. Who hate you. Now, this, you know, you could think possibly that this meant in the past, but this word in the Greek, mesio, uh, and this is what it means. This is what it means. This word hate, it means somebody who is actively in the desire to cause harm to you. 
He said, I'm going to teach you that you've got to do good for people not five years ago. You know what I mean? People who you know just got off the phone with a name in your mouth. What y'all play here? He said, I want to teach you how to do good to people who you know. You heard the recording. Come on now. You're in the Zoom. <laughs> Your friend pressed record on their phone while they was talking. I've been in them kind of circumstances. People have sent me recordings. Like, here, this is what they said. You got proof of it. And he's saying, even in those circumstances, what I want you to do is I want you to do good. Let me help you with this. Let's go to Proverbs 25 and 21. I expected for this to be sobering in the way they did this. So we're on the same page. Proverbs 25 and verse 21. Put that up for me. If your enemy is hungry, get that fool bread. Are y'all here? <laughs> For those that are watching online trying to figure out what is going on with me, my, my amen corner is killing me today. Get, if, <laughs> if your enemy is hungry, <laughs> give them bread. So we think, oh, you didn't give me nothing when I was going through. You knew my kids didn't have no food. So bless you, figure it out, just like I figured it out. How about this? Let's keep going. He says, he says if he is thirsty, we know they're thirsty, but no, for real. If they're thirsty... <laughs> If they're thirsty, the Bible says, give him water to drink. Leave that there. Give him water to drink. So bottom line is, the concept is, if you have the resources available to help take care of a need of someone who is actively causing hurt and pain to your life or your reputation, God says the honorable thing is to do it. Some of us have held back, and this is what the Lord told me. He said, Sherman, you have held back some of your spiritual gifts that I gave you freely. When you saw that that person was in brokenness and messed up, you held back things I gave to you that you don't even deserve. Y'all don't want this because you're bitter and upset. He said, all these gifts that I've given you should operate through love. And if they're not operating through love, you are misusing or abusing your gifts. Oh, my God. Y'all, did y'all hear this? You are misusing or abusing your gifts when you refuse to give them or to use them to whoever is in need. <laughs> y'all looking like, I'm going to kill this man today. Let's go verse 22. Verse 22 says... For so 
doing so, you, this is what you're going to do. You're going to heap coals of fire on his head. I Meaning they're not going to be able to handle this. It's going to do an effect on their lives, even if it doesn't do it immediately. They're going to be impacted on that. Love always wins. Write that down. Love always wins. Love always wins. Honors always wins. Honor and love never lose. And honor and love always work. Even if you can't trace the response back to you. Even if you can't trace the release back to you. It always works. Am I helping anybody in here today? Okay, good news. That's good news. But what I love anymore, it says the Lord will reward you. So that means that if I do something for you as a commandment of God to love those that hate me, come on, to do good for those that hate me, I'm not doing it to get a response from you. Because at the end of the day, whose job is it to reward me? It's the Lord's job to reward me. And it may not be back from you, and it may not be back to anybody connected to you. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get my reward. I wish somebody would say it real quick. I will be rewarded. Are you getting this? So it's God's job. And some of us have been operating trying to get the other person that is showing hate to respond back to us. So you became more bitter after you went and repented. Because you wanted them to respond to you a certain way. And it's not them that's supposed to respond. It's God that responds. Let's go to verse 28 of uh, Luke chapter 6. We're just walking through the scriptures today. We screamed already, so now we're just going to walk through the scriptures. Look at this. Bless those who curse you. Let's deal with this word in its original language. This word curse means utterances that are designed to bring harm by spiritual operation. Sound like witchcraft to me. I, I went to... Because y'all get up, you know, some of y'all done left because I preached, you know, uh, what was it called? Witch please. I love it when folks leave a met church because of message. If you get irritated because I'm calling a witch out, it's because you're a witch. Are we online? Who? If you're not a witch, why you get upset that I'm calling witches out? Let me move on. Bless those who curse you. Curse means, again, that they're utterances that are designed to bring harm by supernatural operation. Meaning they're saying things over. Let me give you an example of a curse. Let me give you an example of a curse. Okay? You won't ever be anything. We don't know why some of that is messing with some of you because not only have you been cursed, but you have cursed. Can I talk to my married couples in here? Certain stuff, don't matter how much you say sorry. You have already released in the atmosphere. So when you get into your heated discussions, which every married couple does, if they tell you they don't, they are a lie and a half. 
When you get into a heated discussion, when you start talking down to your spouse, cursing their character, y'all quiet in here. Cursing their life, cursing what's happening with them, saying negative stuff about them, and then you want to hug them and, and rub their hair and think that's going to change it. You have already cursed them. That's why you just got to watch your words, period. <laughs> My God. You got to watch it. Look at your name and say, watch it, please. Watch it. So people will curse you. And not only will people curse you to your face, but here's the reality, because some of you don't know how important you are. There are people that are releasing curses about you outside of your presence. But here's your problem. It's not your job to war against it. Meaning from the place of revenge. You can deal with it in the spirit realm in prayer, but what I'm talking about as it relates to revenge, it's not your job to handle that. For whatever curse that is ever spoken against you, I've got a promise for you. God will handle it, y'all. I, I have learned over the years that I don't have to defend myself to people. I don't need to get up online and do a live broadcast for every idiot that's telling lies about me and saying what I did when I didn't do it at all. Who come out and leave rumors how people can love you one day and then the next day talk about you like you a complete trash. Y'all don't want this. Who will leave? I mean, 50, 50 hours later. It was just before you talking about, you know what? I will never leave you. The gift and the call. You are my apostle. And then seconds later, I hate you. But this is when I found out they did it to Jesus. Dr. Anita, he got on that donkey coming down that way. And they began to holler, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And some of the same crowd later on began to cry, crucify. So when you understand you're in good company, you stop tripping. Are you getting this today? So curses. Well, what does it mean to bless? This is going to mess with you. The Greek word for bless comes from where we get our English word eulogy. It's spelled E-U-L-O-G-E-O. -E it's where we get our English word eulogy from. It means to speak well of or to praise. Now, let's deal with this because some of you think in order to speak well, that means lie. Like a lot of your preachers have done in your family members' you, uh, you know, eulogies. How many of y'all, especially in urban communities, I don't know how y'all do it in sur sur suburban America, but in urban communities, preachers lie. Not me. I ain't lying about nobody. I preach funerals, and I ain't say nothing about that person. I just talked about the legacy that the people were supposed to live on. I ain't say nothing. I didn't get up to about He was a good man who served and loved the Lord. No, he wasn't. He was full of hell. I am not even addressing that. You ain't getting me to lie. I am not getting up here and lying about nobody. Are you rocking with me? But in eulogies, we, we usually see a preacher get up and, and, and lie. Like he was a committed member at St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church. He never went there but one Sunday. He was not a committed member of anybody's church. So speak well isn't lying. Speaking well is again connected to the previous part of finding the highest good. 
You are finding the highest good in the individual, and then you speak to that. Are you, are you getting this today? That's how I bless you. I find the greatest good in you, and I speak to the greatest good in you. So you might be a manipulator, hoe, and a liar. Are you rocking today? But I'm going to search in the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to find the highest good in you. Are you understanding that? I'm going to find the part that even though you were all of that, you were committed to making sure that the needs of those around you were taken care of. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to speak to that. And I'm going to ask God to continue to, uh, to encourage that to grow. And it calls for that to be able to bear great fruit in your life. And calls for that to expand. And are you understanding this? I'm going to open my mouth and bless you. I'm just going to walk through it. I don't expect you to holler, you know, so it's all good. So, so, so how this works is... You don't curse those that curse you. That was hard for me. Especially because I thought that I wasn't cursing. I thought I was being honest. I thought I was speaking my truth. <laughs> Blessing them means that doesn't mean that you avoid the truth either. If somebody asks you about the individual, it's not about you lie about it, but at the same time, you got to make sure you're not speaking in condemnation. Meaning that whatever thing you speak about their life, that you act like it's final. That's not God. So what you got to do is always see the redemption hand of God in all things. Y'all demons are yelling at me. So, so you, at the end of the day, you got to operate from a place where you're like, okay, 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 okay. Okay. Yes, they are a witch. But. 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 God's hand can reach all people. And if they open their hearts to him, he's not finished with them yet. Ooh, blessings. I mean, just blessed. Are y'all with me in here? That thing is hard. That thing is hard when you, I mean, because I don't know what kind of attacks y'all deal with in life. Maybe mine is just different. But I'm dealing with the kind of stuff like you, you, like you pay people's bills. Some stuff I'm dealing with, you used to live in my house, man. And you hanging around a crew that's railing me and talking about me and you was eating out my refrigerator, man. Oh, I feel real petty right now. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for your constraints. It is so important that you realize that I'm not, I'm really not preaching this from my, I figured it all out. Wait, 
I'm really preaching that I am in the process with this thing. Where I am like, God, you got to, ooh. Until I started studying for this, I mean, I'm still winning more than some of y'all, but uh, you see that demon of comparison right there that I just expressed? I'm still doing better than most of y'all. But, just, but, but I was like, oh, my love walk need an upgrade. Because I'm like, you got to find the redemption in it. Because when you just condemn them to whatever state they are in, you are partner with hell. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Y'all don't want this. I said the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. So when you speak about them in finalities, you have just partnered your tongue with the gates of hell. you got to arrange yourself with heaven and make a decision. I am going to bless. You got to watch your conversation. <laughs> I'm just walking through it. You got to watch your conversation. Because what you're doing is that whenever, because you're so powerful, you're made in the image and the likeness of God. Your words are powerful. So you start decreeing certain things with finalities on it. Here you are walking all this anointing that you think you're in. All this glory that you have a revelation of. You don't think it works when you're cursing? That's why the Bible makes it clear. You can't have bitter and sweet water coming out the same place. That's why I said the power of life and death in the tongue. Because you have the ability when you get bitter and angry to release death. And some of you don't realize how much you did it because you thought you were in the right. I know you're angry. I know they abuse you. I'm talking about stuff that I have coded together, Sherman, please. I'm talking about stuff that I have weeped and cried over. Because when I love, I love hard. So betrayal is very difficult for me. It's very difficult for me. But I've gotten to a place through the, through the word, because I'm telling you, you can go through season, you give your life to people, and then all of a sudden, you become a non-issue. People love you until you rebuke them. People love you and believe you heard God until it goes against what they think they should be doing in that moment. I lose my profit card every time somebody gets a revelation. Hmm, you've been walking with God for five minutes. Me, quite a bit longer. Travel around the world, prophesying to hundreds of people. You might want to check your revelation. Can I tell you about revelation? Because I just want to. Don't complain nothing. I'm going to take more time. Let me tell you about Revelation. I'm sorry, production, uh, for coming down here. Let me tell you about Revelation. Is this. Everybody check their Revelation. Paul, when he got Revelation, he took it to the current apostles before he went and preached it to the Gentiles. And he told them, this is what God said to me. But I'm not going to just preach it saying because God told me. I'm going to submit it to human beings on the earth. 
Are you getting this? So if you're the only one that got your revelation and everybody else is telling you you're off, there is safety. I'm going to walk in here. And a multitude of counsel. God is trying to save you from a pit that's in front of you. Everybody else is screaming, don't go there. That is stupid. Don't do that. And you're like, ooh, the Lord showed me. He gave me twinkle birds and, and flies and butterflies, and I know. But even when people reject you, you're in good company. Jesus was the stone that the builders rejected. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus dealt with all of this stuff, and that's why he's not trying to make you do it alone, Pepta. He's trying to come alongside you to help you. That's why God came down the earth, because he didn't want you to ever be able to say he didn't understand. Did you hear what I just said to you? So some of y'all praying to God the wrong way. God, I know you don't have any idea. God's like, what? I sent my son, <laughs> a portion of the Godhead, <laughs> to come into flesh so that you could never say that he had never experienced. He's tempted at all points, but without sin. So how do we deal with this stuff when you know that there is truth that needs to be spoken that may be hard truths? How do you deal with that? There are hard truths that definitely need to be spoken, and you need to say them. But how do you say them without cursing? I, that's what I ask God. I'm just in, in my prayer time. So I'm like, I hear you, but God, I'm your apostle. You made me a particular way. You made me like Paul. I'm sharp. I'm direct. I don't play with devils. So you've got to share with me, God, how I can still be who I know you called me to be. I know you didn't want me to start lying. So I need you to teach me how to do it appropriately. This is where he took me, Ephesians 4. Let's go. Ephesians 4, verse 11. And I used to use this for other stuff, but I want to show you something I found in there that messed with me. Ephesians 4, verse 11. Okay. Ephesians 4, verse 11. It says, and God gave something to be what? Prophets. Come on. Uh, uh, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. This is called five-fold ministry. Everybody put your hand up, five. Come on, keep your hand up, five. Keep your hand up, five. Most churches in America operate like this. Pastor, teacher. Pastor, teacher, that's all they know. Most of you have never heard the word apostle until you came to my church. You're like, apostle? You thought apostle was an old man with a staff. You had a picture of Moses every time you heard the word apostle. So when you came and a man was in skinny jeans and a t-shirt and tattoos, you were confused. I just want you to go study for yourself, okay? I don't got time to walk through our officers. Here's the point. God is saying we need them, okay? So he gave them to us, right? So if he gave it to you, why do you reject his gifts? This is for the church worldwide. Why are you rejecting what he gave you? This is New Testament. This is after the cross. This is not this stuff. Like, it came up. 
pre-cross, so there's no longer need for apostles and prophets. Who are you to say what there's any need of or not need of when he said that he wanted them in his church? Next verse. For the, what is this? For the what? Of the saints for the work of the ministry. In other words, you need me. Isn't that what the Bible says? You need me. How about this? To equip you. You don't equip me. I'm a teacher himself. You're not my teacher. <laughs> Moving on. For the work of the ministry, for the what? The edifying. I've taught you that word edify means to build up. Build up. Okay, let's just keep walking. Verse 13. Till we all come, I love this, this is showing you the need for fivefold ministry, because it says, so we all come to the unity of the faith. We are not in the unity of the faith. In church worldwide, everybody believes what they want to believe, and are fighting over differences, rather than unifying over saying things. Did you hear what I just said? We're fighting over differences rather than unifying around the same things. So why fight off of the difference? Let's unify over the things that we have the same. Boy, this is so good to me. And of the knowledge of God to be a perfect man, what that means, mature. Means a mature man. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Next verse. Verse 14. That we should no longer be what? Oh, if I had the time. But y'all look like y'all want chicken, so I'm going to move on. To no longer be children, what? Toss. So when you don't have the influence of five-fold ministry in your life, you're dealing with immaturity, and you're dealing with unstable people. It's not enough to just be under an apostle's leadership if you're not open to their leadership. Some of, you, some of y'all didn't check that off of your box. Ha, <laughs> got it. No, but, but you think you know better. Carried about with every wind of doctrine by the what? The trickery of men that are using God's word to bamboozle you. To get you to believe stuff that's a lie. This is good teaching. And in the cunning craftiness of what? Deceitful, meaning planned out deceitfulness. Let's keep going. But what does this say? But speaking. That's where it took me. I said, how do I get to the place of making sure that I'm not lying? And then at the same time, making sure I'm not cursing. He said, you've got to wrap your truth in me. Meaning, again, that with him, he's not condemning. He convicts. He does not condemn. He's not causing for a finale to come outside of your choices. You can choose some things to be final in your life. He is not commanding finalities in your life. You are choosing those finalities. It's like people say, how can a loving God send people to hell? Well, he doesn't. They send themselves. He doesn't. He actually died for them. That's how much he didn't want them to go to hell. 
But then when they don't choose life, choose this day whom you are going to serve. There's choices that you have to make a decision about. Am I helping anybody in this Presbyterian church? He said, speaking the truth in love. What does that mean? I'm almost out of here. This is what it means. I want you to think about, and I heard this and it blessed me. I want you to think about the truth as a product. And every product has to usually go through a manufacturing process. Yes? You have to create the product. Create the product. But most products don't stop at manufacturing. Most products move from you manufacturing the product to moving to the place of figuring out how to market the product. Because if you have a product, but nobody wants the product, or no one can receive the product, then it doesn't matter that you have the product. So the key is to make sure in marketing, we start talking about packaging. How are you going to put the label on it? What kind of box is it going to be in? What is it going to look like? Because if it's not appeasing, don't matter how amazing the product is, I'm not going to take it. Some things you've not eaten in life, not because it may not have been good, it's because of the way it looked. The way it smelled. Are you understanding that today? When I'm talking about presenting the truth, I've got to present the truth. I got it, I manufactured it, but now I got to watch the marketing of it. I got to watch the packaging of it. If the packaging is not correct, am I boring y'all? If the packaging isn't correct, the person that the product was created for may never use the product. So what I got to realize is my words are always building. Even when the person isn't in the room with me. So even if I'm having a discussion or a conversation with someone about this person, I'm always building. It's possible that I'm building that person's framework for how they view the other person. So it may not be that the person, you're like, well, the person went in the room, but I'm still affecting them negatively. So I cannot speak in finalities. I need you to get this. I cannot speak as if the individual is unredeemed. But I got to speak about the truth, a which they are. And if they don't turn their heart to God, they'll fall into X, Y, and Z. But God is reaching and desiring to pull them out of the witchcraft that they are in. Their heart has to be open. He's not going to force himself. But he's reaching to reach them. Are you getting this today? Lastly, come guys. Lastly, pray. Go back to, uh, I think it's 638. Or 37, I don't know. 28. It says, it says to pray for those who spitefully use you. 
Here's, a, here's what that word spitefully means. Spitefully is you. To threaten you. <laughs> I was like, God, why are you playing with me, man? I have to intercede for people who threaten me. I've had people sit in my office and tell me this movement will not become anything of what God said it would. You're not in revival as they left the church. You're in the sermon, pull it together. Don't get petty. As they left the church, while you were still having coffee with them, sat in my office and cursed me and told me that it will never get to the place that God called it to go. It will not grow. You are not in revival. And then they sat here for months after and watched over the word of witchcraft that they spoke. And I had to watch people hang out with him after they had cursed me. And had to listen to people say, and hang out and be like, well, they're just such a good person. They're just so good. And God restrained me to not tell the whole story. Even though people thought I was. Sit in and curse me to my face. God says, pray for them. Are y'all in here today? He said, pray for them. Are y'all hearing this today? This thing messed with me. See, so I was like, oh, Lord, please. I don't, I'll pray for my right God. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> not them kind of prayers. I know for some of you it's too much for me to be vulnerable and honest, but I hope it's helping somebody in this building today. People close to me hanging out with people that curse me. Nobody knows about that kind of pain. But people were defending those people more than they were defending me. Big bad apostles talking about you. Feeling comfortable with the people who curse your leader. Your discernment is off. You can, you, you're not praying right. Is this helping anybody today? Come on, y'all been there before where somebody just ripped you to shreds and then your sister, your blood sister was over there hanging out with them. You're like, fool! And I'm not talking about none of my sisters, lest anybody think that I'm talking about my family, because I'm not. Because, you know, y'all read stuff in my stories all the time. So I don't need you to read into nothing. <laughs> I'm using an example of your life, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> you can say you believe in, oh my God, apostle sisters were sitting down with the witches. I didn't say that. Now, I had people that was, but not my sisters. So get to a place and perhaps be in prayer. When I was preparing for this word, I'm almost out y'all hair. Are y'all getting this? I was in prayer. That thing messed with me. I started weeping before the Lord. Because I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I can't do this without you. Y'all can play. I, I, I can't do this without you. This is supernatural. This is beyond sermon's flesh. This is beyond me. This is beyond my levels of maturity that I think I've attained. 
How many of you know that it's easy to brush people off that don't know you, that you never spend time with, that you just say hello and bye to? That's easy to be like, you don't know nothing. What's difficult in life is when you spent time and told people the deepest secrets of your heart. But can I tell you, if I can do it, you can. Can I tell you that if, follow your leader, please follow your leader. If you never followed me before, follow me now in this. I don't care what they did to you. Find the highest level of good in them and speak to it. You don't honor everybody who just seems honorable. You don't just love everybody that seems lovable. It's not love until you're able to love the unlovable. It's not honor until you're able to love the dishonorable. You've got to learn how to settle yourself in prayer and let him speak to you. Thank you, baby, for telling me to appreciate it. This thing messed with me. Pray. That word prayer is talking about intercession. Standing in the gap. As we've been teaching on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, and Tuesday nights. But you've got to stand in the gap. So even when they've wronged you, you got to find the good in them and pray for it to manifest. While you're seeing the tweets go out about you. While you're seeing the gatherings of people who are conjecturing, hanging out together and having conversations about you. And you're like, why in the world? Because we are his examples and agents of love. And if we can't do it, then who's praying for them? Are you understanding this kingdom, people? If you're not praying, then who's praying? Truly, people that don't know the Lord are not praying for them. If you're not praying with all of your revelation, who's praying? Who's standing in the gap? You got the power and the authority to bring them out of the pits of hell. I'm not making everybody your assignment in life, but you've got to ask God which ones you are to be praying for. I want you to be clear. I don't want you making an enemy list and then praying for everybody all day, messing up your prayer life, just enemy revival. That's not what we're talking about today. But what I am saying is that there are certain ones I want to prophesy to about five people. This week, God began to nudge on you about certain people and you told him no. And I'm going to tell you, because I know because he did the same thing to me. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord said. The Lord said, get up and pray for them. 
Get up and intercede for them. If you have the ability to go and get one, leave the 99 and go get that one. But I feel like this is the hour of the prodigal. Y'all don't want this word. This is the hour of the prodigal where God through this word is building up a space for those that have gone astray to be able to find them way in the house of God. If you got influence, use it. If you got the ability, use it. If you got the power, use it. But you can't bring people out without making them confront their wrong. Some of you think you can bring somebody out and you think that love is not telling you about your dirt. But I can't bring you out until I tell you what I'm bringing you out of. I can't bring you out until I tell you how messy it looks right now. Lift your hands in here. Father, I thank you for the grace to honor. Come on. I know it's a tough word, but I feel the anointing. I feel the anointing in the room to help you. Lift your hands. Come on. The grace to honor and the grace to love. Let it overshadow this room. Let it overshadow each and every one of us. Let it overshadow us. Let it overshadow us. The grace to love. And to love is to tell the truth and to package it correctly. Father, I thank you today that you're going to cause for us to be men and women of the truth. I feel like the grace to forgive is flowing in this room. You better let God do it in your heart. God, give me the grace to forgive. Give me the grace, oh God, to love. Give me the grace, oh God, to pray for. Give me the grace, oh God, to do good. Come on, take the next 60 seconds and just worship him and let him do it in your heart.